0: to the master, fury thickening his voice. How many people have you got down there? Me? They're not mine. Whose then? My Kosofsky. He gave the instructions. My Kosofsky. The man thought about the ship's owner, probably sitting in his London office and contemplating how much money he'd make this month, the stupid, greedy bastard. How many? The master's cheeks puffed out momentarily, air escaping from his lips with a fleshy pop. Just under fifty. In one container? Two. About twenty women in one, all the men in another. This was to be a clean ship. That was a condition, no risks, nothing illegal. He shook his head, cursing under his breath. Where did you pick them up? ''Karachi?'' ''Pakistan? They were already on board when you docked at Um Omkassar?'' The master nodded. ''Once we were clear of Iraqi waters, they were moved to a pair of containers up on deck.'' ''Where are they going?'' ''The deal is to drop them off the British coast before we dock at Felixstowe. Bottom teeth, exposed in a silent snarl, the man glanced down once more. The deck was now completely covered in a bright yellow layer of ducks, dozens cascading into the sea, boxes and wooden pallets following them. More heads were now peeping from between the rows of containers. Arabs, possibly Chinese. A man wearing a Pakistani shalwar stepped forward, waving a lit, distress flare above his head. Nervously, the master of the ship ran a hand over his mouth. ''They've opened the other container.'' shit. Several cardboard boxes had split open, leaking bunches of skipping ropes. They washed about among the docks like the tentacles of ocean creatures seeking prey. The man slammed a fist against the side of an angle poise lamp, sending it swinging on its hinge into the console. The bulb inside shattered, and shards of glass fell onto the master's chart. "'Drop them off in what?' There's a lifeboat in each container. No markings, nothing to link them to the ship once we set them down. After we were well clear, they were meant to light those distress flares. That's not going to happen. What? Are there any other ships nearby? The master examined the radar once again. No, we're on our own out here. Slow the ship down and bring her round. He turned to a shaven-headed man, who had, until that moment, been standing silently by the door to the bridge, back pressed against the wall, knees slightly flexed in readiness for the ship's roll. The top of one of his ears was missing. Marat, get the others. Put your wet-weather gear on and meet me on the forward deck. The master raised a hand. What are you doing? Getting rid of them, the man with throat scars replied. What? We lock them back in their containers and dump them overboard. You cannot. Still looking at his colleague, the man motioned with his chin. Marat, go. Wait, Wait, the master blustered. I am in charge here. I will not let you do this. The edges of his charts began to flap furiously as Marat stepped out into the gale. Once the door had clicked shut— the man turned to the master, eyes sliding contemptuously over the insignia on the shoulders of his white shirt. Your rank means nothing to me. I am master of this ship. The man took a step closer, and the open collar of his khaki shirt parted slightly, showing more of the ugly lattice-work of scars that enmeshed his throat. You answered to Mikosovsky, same as me. My orders are to ensure that nothing puts the delivery of that container below deck at risk. Nothing. He glanced down at the huddles of people, clinging to whatever they could find on the deck below. Not them. Not any pirate ship off the African coast. Not even you. But you can't just throw them overboard, the master whispered. The man stepped closer, his bottom teeth showing like points. You want, maybe, to join them? The Master's eyes.